Hi, I'm Deirdre Veldon and this is Confronting Coronavirus, a daily podcast on the COVID-19 outbreak. Coronavirus has presented a huge challenge for our health services, especially in our nursing homes. Earlier this year, as hospitals were preparing for a surge in cases, nursing homes seemed to be something of an afterthought. The devastating death toll in these settings has come under the spotlight this week for the Dáil's COVID-19 committee. Hundreds of pages of newly released documentation paint a picture of a sector forgotten and isolated. Jennifer Bray is political reporter with the Irish Times and has been looking into the correspondence between Nursing Homes Ireland and key state organisations. So what we see from the correspondence, uh, it takes place across January, February, March, April and into this month. Now, to be fair, there really isn't that much correspondence uh, in January at all about the pandemic. It's really towards the end of of February that we see specific queries about uh, COVID-19 and and the coronavirus. So, I mean, I suppose at the outset, it probably is only fair to say that the relationship between Nursing Homes Ireland, that sector and the Department of Health and Officials, does seem to have been a positive one. You can see that there was a lot of collaboration. You can see that even there were times when Nursing Homes Ireland said that they were enjoying around-the-clock engagement with officials. But I suppose it is also important to note that notwithstanding that, they were finding it quite difficult to get answers to very specific questions and they were finding it difficult to get guidance for the sector on a whole different range of issues. So I suppose if we start at the at the beginning with the first piece of correspondence that stood out to me that I thought uh, sort of kicked off the, the back and forth was on February 28th. Now, this will be around the first the time of the first COVID case, the first case in uh, both on the island of Ireland and then subsequently uh, in, in Ireland and the Republic. So on February 28th we, we see the first mention of this and so the head of Nursing Homes Ireland, Tyg Daly, wrote to senior officials in the Department of Health and he sought what he said was urgent guidance for the sector after that first confirmed case of coronavirus. So he noted and pointed towards a HSE briefing where they had said that there was an adequate stock of personal protective equipment. Now we know with the benefit of hindsight that this issue of personal protective equipment will become one of the biggest, well, one of the biggest issues and, and, and a real pinch point throughout the pandemic and, and throughout Ireland's response to the pandemic. And he said that despite the HSE statement that there was an adequate stock, this was not the experience, not the case for member homes. So I suppose that's the first red flag going up. And then we see a couple of days later, on March the 4th, he again writes to senior officials in the Department of Health. And this time he's looking for an express commitment that the needs of the private and voluntary nursing home sector will be addressed by NEFIT. So we know NEFIT's the National Public Health Emergency Team and they are the body responsible for taking all of the big, big decisions that we've heard about over the last few months. And what he wants, I suppose, is for the sector to be encompassed within the work of the team. He wants the, the needs of sort of vulnerable people in, in, in care homes to be part of that discussion. So these were the two first issues, I suppose, that, that came uh, at the start of the pandemic in the correspondence. So essentially, uh, uh, there was a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of advocacy uh, on uh, on the part of Nursing Homes Ireland for more PPE, for example, or for clarity about where they might source it or, or, or whatever else. Um, they were also looking for other stringent me- measures, and some of those were in and around uh, the issue of uh, visiting 
nursing homes and, and families visiting um, nursing home residents. Um, what way did that go? Yeah, so this is, is obviously something we saw that the Nursing Homes Ireland were, in fact, took the first step uh, ahead of, I suppose, state-run nursing homes um, to, to impose visitor restrictions. So uh, from March the 6th, we can see that the nursing home sector uh, is is raising two two issues. I mean, the first one, yes, is is what you mentioned about visitor restrictions, and in tandem with that, it's also about uh, hospital discharges. So people who uh, residents who maybe were in hospital who perhaps had symptoms of COVID, or maybe they didn't, but about them being discharged back into the the nursing home. So obviously, the fear was that maybe they elderly people may have picked it up in the hospital. Maybe they were bringing it asymptomatically back into the home. So the, the concerns that were raised were about safe and appropriate discharges on, on March the 6th. And the Tig Daily wrote uh, to the HSC and said that procedures, I suppose, for uh, for that, they were needed and, and a bit of guidance was needed. And, and he did warn in one kind of standout sentence that this may get out of control. Um, so on the same day, uh, March the 6th, uh, visiting restrictions actually were introduced across, I think, more than uh, 400 private and voluntary nursing homes. And uh, that sort of kicked off a debate, if you like, about whether that was the right measure, whether it was too soon, because I know that this came up with the briefings with uh, the chief medical officer, Dr. Tony Holohan, at the time when he was asked, was the state planning something similar? And he said that he was concerned maybe that about bringing in measures that would perhaps were, were too soon, too soon. So he's worried about bringing in things too early. Um, so this, this was sort of, these were the concerns that were coming up early March obviously this is very still quite early uh, in in the in the pandemic so I think if we if we move on to some of the other concerns that are raised then throughout March that we can see from the documentation we can see that the some of the most senior officials in the Department of Health such as the Secretary General Jim Breslin received concerns that um, the workers in the nursing home sector were effectively being recruited to tackle COVID-19 elsewhere in, in the health service. And he said this would be at the severe detriment of people in the nursing home sector. He said, actually, it could endanger older people. So we can see then, obviously, there was a real, I think if you remember, real drive to get, you know, be on call for Ireland, all those kind of recruitment drugs, get as many people working in the health system as we could to tackle this surge that we were hearing would come but the nursing home sector was saying don't do it at our expense basically um so so these are the concerns i suppose that take us up until up until mid-march and i can go through some of the other ones uh, with you if you like and there's a sense jen in the in the correspondence so that uh, nursing homes were just not even near the top of the list of priorities uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where you see the tone in the correspondence change as the months go on. And the Nursing Homes Ireland, I think, have been very, they've been very vocal about wanting to be represented on the, the public health emergency team, the main body, as, as opposed to one of the subgroups. I think even they'd be happy enough with that. Uh, so, yeah, like this is an issue that really ratchets up the tension as far as I can see uh, going on, moving on through March. And, you know, I think in the Dáil uh, on Tuesday, the Fianna Fáil TD, Stephen Donnelly, pointed out that he said he'd gone through the minutes of the National Public Health Emergency Team for the first 11 meetings and nursing homes were not specifically mentioned, he said, until the 12th. So I suppose what I did um, was I went back and looked at, you know, the documentation that was being sent into the department from the nursing home sector and then looked sort of, okay, well, what was being said publicly 
and married that and what was being said at the National Public Health Emergency Team. And his, his claims are borne out. You can see that at the time when the nursing home sector or Nursing Homes Ireland were sending these emails and raising these concerns about guidance, PPE, recruitment, all these issues and representation on the NEFIT, that they weren't actually coming up on the NEFIT group itself. And they're borne out in the minutes that they publish online. Um, and I think in the fullness of time, when there is, a, a, I suppose, a full look back done into this or, or, or maybe a further inquiry beyond, beyond the committee, that will be one of the enduring questions about why, if these concerns were being raised behind closed doors, why isn't it that, I suppose, they were escalated, um, you know, and if I'm sure the Department of Health would counter that and say, well, there's 400 pieces of correspondence here, so you can't say that they weren't being engaged with, and that would be a fair point. But the fact remains that the answers that they were looking for and the representation that they wanted was not forthcoming, uh, at least up until, I would say, March, end of March the 30th, when they did get a meeting with, with Simon Harris. And from that point onwards, it seems to me things really, really did start really did start moving uh, towards formulating a more fulsome plan, let's say, for the nursing home sector. What's been the government reaction to this, Jen? Well, it was interesting uh, during that committee to hear the Fine Gael TD, Fergus O'Dowd, basically say that it, it wasn't true for the nursing home sector to say that it had been isolated because during that committee, uh, Ty Daly, we mentioned before here, said that he felt that key state organisations had left the nursing home sector isolated. And, and Mr O'Dowd said he, he, he didn't think it was uh, patently true because of the sheer level of correspondence. And I suppose he also took aim at the fact that uh, many of these private nursing homes, um, many of them not also, but many of them would be perhaps run by people of considerable wealth or of significant wealth. And he was kind of raising the uh, raising the point that is it fair for you to come in to this committee and say that you didn't have enough, you couldn't get enough personal protective equipment uh, when you many of the people who run these homes perhaps have plenty of money? And I suppose the response was that maybe that's missing the point a little bit. The issue was that personal protective equipment was not available and there should have been a clearer plan from the earlier outset, regardless of whether you are state run or whether you're a private or voluntary home. Um, and, you know, we, we, it was an interesting, I suppose it was an interesting debate to watch, especially given that it was coming from, from Fine Gael. I think there were some valid points raised, but the, the spirit of what the Nursing Homes Ireland sector are saying uh, is it will certainly lead to, to further questions. And, and some of the comments in the Dáil yesterday were, were quite eye-catching. And Breed Smith talked about, people for profit talked about how it seemed to her that there was an awful lot of past parcel going on and, and that she found that, that quite depressing. I think a lot of people who watch that committee and have listened to the commentary would agree with her. And it wasn't just Nursing Homes Ireland. This week we're also hearing that the Department of Health was warned by HICWA um, of more than 200 high-risk nursing homes. Um, this was before there was a surge in, in outbreak at, at these at these care facilities. So they were getting it from a number of different quarters. Yep, and that is really something that needs to be explored a little bit more. So that came out, um, well, it partially came out in, in the hearing that HICWA had sent a list in late February, early March, to uh, the Department of Health, which detailed uh, a number of at-risk 
homes these would have been care homes that maybe was on their were on their radar before and the reason for that is they would have done inspection reports and they'd know that there are infection control risks in these homes and they would know that perhaps there was other um uh standards that they weren't that they weren't meeting and uh, perhaps it was a preemptive move from them to to be seen certainly to be exercising their role and their authority which is the oversight of of the the nursing home sector and what we're told is that these this list was sent on to the Department of Health. Now, it subsequently emerged to my colleague Simon Carswell and Martin Wall that there were 200 homes on this list and that this list then was, was forwarded on, I believe, to the Department of, of Health. So, I mean, it will be really interesting to see where are those homes, uh, what was the follow-on communication from the department, where did that information go, and really, really key is was it acted on and secondly, were there actually subsequent outbreaks of coronavirus in those homes and if it was not addressed that indeed I, I i would say and would contend is a very serious issue jen thanks very much paul cullen is irish times health editor we're hearing there from jen paul about the cries for help from the nursing home sector for direction and resources as coronavirus was coming to ireland now, Chief Medical Officer Tony Hulan has said Ireland needs to move away from the language of blame around COVID-19 deaths. But something went wrong in our nursing homes and we need to find out what it was, don't we? Yes, maybe we do want to avoid the language of blame, but we really do need to find out what happened in the months of March and April that led to the very many deaths in our nursing homes. If you look at it overall, we've done very well in relation to the virus and we have quite a low death rate outside care homes and we have brought the virus under control. We have flattened the curve successfully and we're almost on the way to suppressing it. But the blot on our copybook is the nursing homes. And uh, by my estimate, hundreds of people may have died in the nursing homes that may not have died if the door had been firmly shut to the virus. to which they were so susceptible. HICWA highlighted that there were around 200 at-risk nursing homes ahead of this crisis. But even though it is responsible for standards and so on, they haven't done any inspections since, have they? HICWA is the regulator for the sector. It's an 80% privately operated service, as you know, and 20% of people are in HSE nursing homes. So HICWA has a job um, over recent years of inspecting services, including for infection control, which is very relevant in this context. But remarkably, um, HICWA stopped inspections as the crisis unfolded, and they haven't been to a single one of about 250 nursing homes which has had a cluster or an outbreak. I find that remarkable myself. Um, Obviously, there are are risks involved uh, for the staff who would be doing this, and there were issues around personal protective gear, but it seems remarkable that um, the body charged with inspecting the sector hasn't been in to see the carnage that's been wrought in the worst affected homes. It also seems a bit mad now to have the NEFET telling nursing homes to allow visitors when um, the nursing homes of Ireland had, had banned them, or that nursing homes were having staff taken from their service to work in hospitals, doesn't it? This argument has been a bit circular, really. Um, There was a row in the first half of March where the private nursing homes instituted a visiting restriction 
Neffert said, we don't like blanket restrictions and asked them to rescind it. And then two days later, Neffert turned around and changed his mind and in, as part of uh, nationwide restrictions, put back in restrictions on visiting uh, because the situation had deteriorated to that extent. Tony Hulhan has been at pains several times during the daily briefings in recent weeks to explain that the uh, fact that visitors were coming into nursing homes was not a factor in the uh, massive rise in outbreaks in those nursing homes. He says that's because that rise occurred more than an incubation period after the ban on on restriction, uh, the restrictions on visiting was were, were instituted. In other words, um, there was only a small number of clusters or outbreaks in the nursing homes at the time when visitors were still coming there. And even two weeks later, the, that number hadn't increased that much. So his interpretation is that visitors uh, visiting their loved ones are unlikely being the carriers um, of the infection into the nursing homes, which means um, that we have to look at issues around staff. And as you say, um, there were shortages of staff. There were staff who were living in the same accommodation units uh, with staff from other um, working in other nursing homes. And there were staff working across different nursing homes. And there was a lack of PPE and a lack of checks. And um, it certainly seems, as in the case with meat factories, that this kind of um, out-of-work situation has contributed to the problems within the residential unit units. Does this, though, not typify our attitude overall to nursing homes, which is that we just don't want to know, really? Well, I think there is a newfound awareness that um, we haven't really prioritised the care of older people. I think that's typified by the fact that if you're old and worrying about becoming unable to manage yourself, your options are very limited and your best all-round option funding-wise is to go to a nursing home because there is a statutory scheme called Fair Deal. But there's no statutory scheme for home care to enable you to stay in your own home and you rely on piecemeal allocations of home care provision from your local provider, from your local HSC, which can go up and down and are meagre in the extreme. And although we've been talking about providing a home care scheme on a statutory basis for a number of years yet, it hasn't gone forward. And um, a further indication of the Cinderella status of uh, older people is the fact that they, their interests weren't really represented at the top table in the organisations and the groups that were making the key decisions in the run up to this crisis, primarily NEFET, where their interests were supposedly represented by HICWA, the regulator. Uh, and yet um, the issue of nursing homes, which was an advancing problem, even though we knew that older people were the most vulnerable people, and most exposed to this virus, even though we knew that from the end of February that there were massive outbreaks in nursing homes in parts of the US, even though we knew, at least um, through experiences from doctors in other countries, that asymptomatic transmission was a potential issue from late February, early, early March, even though all of that happened, uh, nursing homes never got mentioned at Neffert until about the 12th meeting. And uh, it just didn't seem to factor. Equally, there were no specific guidance uh, for for um, nursing homes and COVID until much later in the crisis. And there, even though 
HICWA had complained in the past about a lack of uh, clinical gov proper clinical governance in the area uh, to the department. That went uh, um, unacted upon. So the, it was the Cinderella. It remained the Cinderella at the start of this crisis. And we're only now waking up to the fact that uh, we need to do more to protect our older people. Is it the case that maybe this needed to happen in order for us to see the deficiencies in the existing system and that we could end up with a better care system for older people out of all of this? Yeah, well, that's for the longer term. I think for this, for the shorter term, we need to find out how we're going to work our, our way out of this particular crisis. Because as I said, um, the vulnerability of older people to this virus is just massive compared to younger uh, cohorts. Um, we also need to look at what happened and to understand better why so many people died in our nursing homes. They're doing it in other countries. In other countries, governments are apologising for their inactions. In this country, nobody seems to be uh, uh, reflecting properly upon their actions. And certainly the Oireachtas Committee during the week, the Doyle Committee, uh, seemed to me like an exercise, as one TD called it, in past the parcel. And I'd hope that there would be more self-reflection. Uh, listen, this applies to the media as well. I'm somebody who was writing about this um, right through this crisis. I'm somebody who did mention and do refer to the incipient problems in the sector. And now, and, and there were many other things to, to write. I realised people were busy. I realised there were lots of messages coming in. But I reflect upon it now and said, could I have done more? Could I have raised the alarm in a more strident fashion? And maybe somebody would have listened because it's real, real tragedy that so many people have died. Paul, thanks very much. My thanks to Suzanne Brennan, who produced today's podcast. And thanks for listening. Stay up to date with the latest developments at irishtimes.com. We'll be back tomorrow.